I mean, I'm not entirely sure it was set in Yorkshire because they were all wearing shoes. Um, anyway, though, guys, welcome back to this week's edition of the Time of Podcast. Uh, today, of course, I'm joined with John and Owen, as usual, and we will be reviewing uh, the Crimson Aura. But before that, obviously, let's do some introductions. How are you lads doing? Big win for West Ham on day of recording, which is yesterday for you guys. Uh, oh, free why, why, why did we pronounce it as the Crimson Aura? Like, like, it's, like it's set in... That's the Bible, East, East, East London. I don't know. I just thought that was my impression. I mean, that did sound that did sound a little bit like Paternostagan Jenny. I've got, I've got a grant yet. Oh, I'll take that. You know, I'll take that. At least it wasn't. That's better. Yeah, you got, you got it there. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, yeah. How are we all doing, lads? Are we good? Not, not, uh, not too shabby, my good friends. You know, it, it's. It's Thursday. It's nearly the weekend, you know. Um, I listened to uh, I listened to the sixth part of Big Finish's um, Once and Future today, which is Time Lord Immemorial by uh, by friend of the show Lisa McMullen, which is very very good. I also listened to that today and and was yeah, uh, yeah re- really impressed. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, I, I I was you know it, it, I I mean I. I've enjoyed the whole series all the way through. Obviously, you know, there's been one a month for the last sort of six months. I've enjoyed the whole series all the way through, but I think, I think this is probably my favourite of them because um, obviously, you know, you've got you've got Eccleston, you've got David Warner, and you've got Robert Powell in there as well, which is it's, it's, it's really, uh, yeah, just some some top notch storytelling. So yeah, that that uh, that took up an hour of my afternoon, which was very enjoyable. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, I rewatched the Crimson Aura the other night. Um, been watching some of the sort of photographs and footage from the filming they were doing earlier this week, which obviously we won't talk about because we don't want to spoil anybody. Everyone um, dies. I've um, I've entered the BBC Prize draw to go to see uh, the entirety of Series Four in a cinema. Well, at I'm, least the, I'm, I'm assuming there are going to be piss breaks in the middle of that. Uh, you like to think. You'd like to think. You, you would uh, hope so, wouldn't you? you? You have to have a very strong bladder, and I'm certainly not one of those people that does. So you'd like to think I mean, that uh, there would be. I think, you, I think they're doing the Runaway Bride as well. So like, they're advertising it as like 14 hours solid of Doctor Who from like 9.45 in the morning until 11.45 at night. Jesus wept. Um yeah, I will find out this time next week if I've been lucky or unlucky enough to go and um, watch that in a cinema. Well, John, I'd say thank say lucky because most of it's good in it. Yeah, uh, John, I have to say thank you for making the recording though because I did see a tweet or an X or whatever they call it these days of you saying that you won't be available for the whole month because Assassin's Creed has come out. So I do appreciate you taking. Uh, yes, yes, uh, Assassin's Creed. Um... Assassin's Creed Mirage um, is now out, and so that will be taking up much of my weekend. Um, the majority of my sort of gaming of late has been taken up by uh, EAFC24, um, which we're, we're now supposed to call not FIFA. Yep. Um, which is uh, which has been great fun, except that I pulled out an 89 striker and can't actually use it because there's a bug on the card. Um. And um and a bit of Fortnite where I've been you know completing all the Arsica 
Ahsoka tasks, not ask her. Ask her as a Japanese wrestler. Or they, yes. they, they, it would be great if they had an Asuka skin again, actually. But uh, yeah, I completed all the Ahsoka tasks, so now I've got an Ahsoka skin and a spear and like a little pork that I carry around on my back and stuff. Why are yep. you smiling when I say Ahsoka? Just because it can say ass. It, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's a soak or a soak. I don't know. If, I don't know which it is. I've not seen it, but it's saying ass in it. Can't say. No, but you don't. Say, you also. Like, you don't say. You don't. You don't normally. Like, it's like working with children. Yeah, well, coming from you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean I, I pronounce it this way to distinguish it from Asuka, the Japanese female wrestler yes yes but no any little innuendo and you know in a set off and then like, oh so you know it, let me go uh yeah uh i haven't played fortnite in years and i already hate efc 24 it's incredibly difficult um, oh you actually managed to get uh get yourself on there did you yeah i've got a team now uh how are you so are you are you finding just from a sort of accessibility perspective i guess are you finding it like more accessible or less? I know you, I know you say more. it's difficult, but more. I would think the way they've done the new menus with the one button and the and the down, the uh, the one list, okay. I think that's that's quite accessible. I think uh, I think there's a, a few more camera angles, which obviously that doesn't really affect me, but I know that for certain players it can. Mm. I think there's a I've seen there's a few more audio options. Um, I think I think the gameplay is a bit easier. I just think people have had more time on the games. Every time I go up against somebody, I'm just kind of shit. How are you finding like the big change for me is the corners and free kicks? Like, I couldn't, I, as, as you know, I really got on with them in FIFA 22 because yeah. I used to score rocket free kicks against you, yeah. But I, I couldn't get on with them in 23, and like with 24, it's like they've they've, they've sweeped something and they're, they're back to being proper now. I mean, well, I've scored one, so I'll. There you I'll... Go. I'll, uh, I'll say that. Yeah, set pieces haven't really been my thing. Obviously, I've been doing a West Ham career mode, so I've got James Allprowse, who's literally the best free kick taker, I think, in the game now. Uh, so that always helps. Um, but, yeah, I, I've always been okay at set pieces. I think the defending's a lot easier this season. I think the goalkeepers aren't as dumb in this game, which is nice, because there'll be so many yeah. times on last game right. where the keepers would do dumb animations and it would ruin the game. I mean, I pulled out Courtois early doors, so... Yeah. Lucky you. I've, I've had a good keeper. Do you want to know who I packed today in my yeah, rewards for week? No, no, just in what, general. What, do you what, know what, who... Was it that twenty-one-year-old that Freiburg had in goal tonight? No. That's so my no. So my weekly rewards were after playing a bunch. Of, this is sorry for all you non-football fans out there. For my divisions, see, obviously I got you get rewards every week if you play the divisions. So yeah. I got my rewards, uh, and I, I I got a big twenty-five-six players pack. End up getting who do I pack? But one of the best packs in the game, Esri fucking Konza is the best player I get in all the and Esri Konza is a great player, but I'm expecting something a bit better than that for like a week of playing the game. Getting getting, you know, you know, some decent results. And I end up the best player I get is Konza. And they go, oh no. I might give you a little bit, I might give you a little bit sort of more time to play. Oh no, Condon's not in the starting lineup. I've got Rousseau in the line, mate. Yeah, I might, I might, I might give you a, a bit of time to play. I've, I've got a great team now. I've got, I've got Alicia Russo. I've got Kudus. 
I've got Smith Rowe as a front line. I've got okay. Georgia Stanway and Latoon in my midfield. You know, I'm doing all right. I've got uh, obviously I've got Courtois and goal. Um, Harry Kane up front, uh, which I'm which I'm happy about. I think my midfield's where I win it because um, I've got a midfield of uh, Grealish, Modric, Bernardo Silva, and Beth Mead. Oh, you that's too that I can't oh, mate. <laughs> I think I've got Stanway too. I've got some Canadian. Uh, a girl who plays for uh, Chelsea, but I can't remember her second name for right. But uh, yeah, so I've got an all female midfield. Uh, my defense is Ben Godfrey, of all people, which has actually been really good. Uh, and I got rid of Mavropanos because he wasn't doing anything for me. I was oh. got Ramsdale in there, so Ramsdale's my, he's not as good as Courtois, but I've got I've got a solid goalkeeper. But for, I've, got, for, I've, got, I've got I've got Trent at right back as well, which is which is uh, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, let's like you know, let's switching gears to Doctor Who for a bit. So uh, you know, just in case you if you know, yeah, Owen's, and... Owen's a little bit sort of lost. <laughs> no, I no, I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember from Galley one. Sorry, to, to name I mean, drop, I mean, but... a little bit, Owen's a little bit lost there. He sort he's, he sort of sat he sort of sat there like oh he's, he's uh, well Owen is 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 Stanley Bowl still playing. We had to, do, you want, do you want to know how bad Owen's sort of knowledge of modern players is? I was we, he was at the BFI and I, he didn't know who Erling Haaland was. I mean, to be fair, he did in our little podcast chat today. He did send a picture of Jared Bowen in his England shirt. Yeah, and it was only about three hours after I sent it to you personally. <laughs> yeah, um, but no. Uh, so at Galley One, this is the Doctor Who and uh, football crossover. We were in like basically, it's called a cafe clutch, But for those that haven't been, it's basically a, a 10, 15 minute meet and greet with a certain guest star. I was there with Daniel Anthony. About forty five minutes. What was it? What was it? Oh, yeah. Time flies and having fun. And basically, everyone was asking Doctor Who questions. I just asked him what football team do you support, and he was like, "I support Chelsea." What does everyone else support? And nobody answered either because nobody else liked football. So it's just it was quiet. Everybody else was American. No, there were some British people in there, and they were like, "I think you two are the only people that like Doctor Who and football," which obviously clearly isn't true because there's three. There's three people in this podcast. Hundred percent of this particular podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, we, so, we know we know people in the Dogs Who community that support Spuds. We know people in the Dogs Who community or Liverpool. You know, there's, there's a few. There's a yeah. few knocking around. There is. It's not like it's not a Venn diagram of two circles. Yeah. But it's it's two circles that mm. only overlap a little bit. I think. Absolutely, and of course, guys, we did get the announcement inevitably of Doctor Who unleashed. Uh, basically, the uh, kind of sequel or uh, redo of Doctor Who Confidential, if you like. Um, thoughts on this? I think it's overwhelmingly positive. I mean, how can it not be? It's one of those things that I don't really see any negative aspects to it, to be honest. Yeah, the only thing I picked up on uh, that I, I don't, I'm not sure they've clarified yet is they've not clarified whether that's going to be going out internationally. So they didn't mention that it would be available on Disney+, Plus, which I really hope it is, because if it's available for us here in the UK, then... <laughs> It should be out there for international fans as well. Yeah, you like to think whether it's on yeah, the. Say, that, that was just the one thing that I know some sort of fans stateside, etc., had picked up on that it, it that the announcement of the press release hadn't actually mentioned it going to Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, absolutely, uh, and I I, I don't I see why it. I don't see why it wouldn't, or even if there's 
like a YouTube release, which is blocked off to UK viewers or something like that, which I don't yeah. know happened in the past. As long as it's available somewhere, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's overwhelmingly positive, though. I don't really know much about the presenter, but I always like that because I think when you have a presenter that you know, you go with expectations. So to have somebody who I don't know uh, is kind of interesting, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, his chemistry with the people on set and see how, you know, he integrates well with the show. I mean, obviously, Owen was hoping it would be Stephen Mulhern, but um, <sighs> uh, I, you know, I, I think I'd give up. Even that, I, mean, I, 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 that I, I said that just to see Owen's face, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure our I'm sure people our will, will know my feelings on face. Stephen Mulhern. He's, he's just an irritating cunt, as far as I'm concerned. There you go. I've, 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 I was probably the first to use the c word on this episode. Um, Owen, Owen, and there you go. Anybody that got onto the tower before the recording of this show and put money on Owen Luckhurst being the first person to say "cunt," um, <laughs> you know, um, about fifty to one, I think. Yeah. Owen, you're lucky we're past the five minute mark because any time before that, it gets region locked. So oh, very really? well done that we got past the five minute mark. We're usual. Yeah. Used to be thirty seconds, didn't it? Yeah, they've changed it now. Uh, they've all uh, changed it. They're, 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 they're trying to get rid of the word cunt, but we will not let them. Uh, um, but yeah, um, it's nice that it, it's nice that um, BBC Three is uh, you know uh, a station that's back on our you know proper TVs. You know, You're so old. You just called it a station. You're so old that we can actually watch. Uh, you know, Doctor Who <laughs> Unleashed on. So. Uh, do, you, so, do, you, do you have to do you have to move the aerial on the top of the <laughs> telly in order to, to get BBC Three Owen? I know someone who who, who tried that and who had a, a puppet bird and you know didn't they fall off the roof? Um, oh God! I don't know. Back in the very old days, <laughs> back in the very old days, your tellies used to actually have a little aerial that would sit on top of the telly. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. on the roof. That's what I was referring to, mate. Oh, yeah. I know, you, I know. You know old, one of those she used a coat hanger, apparently. Yeah, 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 you, you did. Yeah. Yeah, right, lads. Are we ready for John versus Owen? Oh, are we, uh, we, we going to do that before we do our reviews in the show, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second oh, segment. Let oh, me get to oh, the reviews. Well, before um, we start, um, I, I would like to make... Um, uh, a, a dedication. Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to um, someone who was special in my life, uh, which is my stepdad, Rob. Um, he sadly passed on Tuesday um, and he was a big Doctor Who fan. And uh, I think if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be the big Doctor Who fan that I am today. Um, and he him watching a, a VHS copy of Destiny of the Daleks back in 1999. That was my first exposure to Doctor Who, and um, and we always used to watch Doctor Who together and and chat about it. And um, yeah, so yeah, I'll miss him greatly. And um, yeah, so this is this goes out to him. Well said, mate. And uh, I can assure you that uh, our thoughts are with you and his friends and family. Yeah. And that was very well said. Um, absolutely. Somebody, we've got to be nice to Owen now. Uh, for like five minutes, and then it will wear off, and then we can kind of go back. 
Right, lads. So obviously, if you don't remember last week, John got a one nil lead. We have changed the punishment because I thought it was too nice. I listened back to it. I thought it was a bit, a bit dumb. So we've changed I mean, it. I mean, I'd go with forfeit more than punishment. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think sure. punishment's something that's got connotations, you know. All right, forfeit. We'll go with the forfeit. Yeah. Um, the forfeit if you lose. Is the person can change either your Twitter handle or the Twitter AVI? I'm not calling it X because that's a stupid name. Uh, so obviously John has a one nil lead and it could become two. Can you simply answer me this question, lads? What year is this episode set? I guessed first last week, so I'm going to let Owen guess first this time because um, he's got the distinct advantage of probably having been alive at the time. I'll give you. Uh, it comes on the screen twice, and they say it like three times. Oh, right at the start. Yeah. Um. I actually can't remember. Uh, even though I only, even though I only watched this yesterday. Trying to give it a pun. Um, but I will. Yeah, just take a random guess and say. Eighteen fifty-three. John. The only thing I've got in my head is 1839. No, it's 1893. But that's why I was so for Owen, because he obviously got the 18 and the 3. If you just have one of the digits the other way around, it would have been the point. I'm seeing yeah, in the I, series. I, I, I literally went 39 rather than 93. Yeah, so uh, both numbers... Quite close there. Numbers are on the right stage, but no points given this week. It remains a 1-0 lead to John. Uh, obviously, you have to get the exact correct answer in this series, so it makes it a bit more difficult. Uh, and lads, we'll get into uh, the episode. So, uh, this was written by Mark Gattis and directed by Saul Metstein. Uh, it was released on the 4th of May 2013. God, this episode is 10 years old. Uh, do you remember what you're doing on the 4th of May 2013, lads? Watching Doctor Who. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I think I was watching this. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, was, I, I, I watched. I, I would have, uh, I would have gone to work that day, um, and then finished there, had dinner, gone to my uh, second job that I had at the time, um, working. Well, when I used to have a second job as a receptionist, um, wasn't that exciting? So yeah, every Saturday night when Doctor Who was on, I'd sit there, laptop on, watching the new episode of Doctor Who as it went out. So yeah. I was watching this with my Minecraft group back in the day. 12-year-old king, 11-year-old kingdom at the time, this would have been, uh, just before my birthday. So uh, It would have been about a week before my birthday, so I was probably planning getting pissed. It was a full month before mine. Um, I wasn't planning. It was a few days after my, uh, it was a few days after my now 10-year-old niece was born. What day did it air? Well, the 4th of May, Star Wars Day in 2013. Okay. Also, my 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 stepdad's birthday as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So whenever uh, I, on on his birthday, I always used to mention say, "Happy Star Wars Day!" Oh, um, happy birthday! <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Got to love Star Wars Day. Uh, there was always a big thing in my school about Star Wars Day. They'd always watch. Um, Every year they'd watch a new film, but obviously when you're in secondary school, you're there for five years, and I think obviously there were six at the time, so the one I didn't see was uh, Attack of the Clones, which is a good thing, because it's awful. Um, 
But anyway, the reason we did the game before this is because the synopsis for this week is in 1893, the 11th Doctor's friends, the Paternoster gang, find an optogram of the Doctor and a victim in a mysterious crimson horror. They head for Yorkshire, where Jenny infiltrates Mrs. Win- uh, Winfred Gillyflower's community of Sweetville to find out what has happened to the Doctor. Ooh, very mysterious. Um... Oh, this is one of those weird episodes. I actually don't really know the consensus. It's very mixed consensus, this one, as you'll find out by our listener reviews uh, later on. Uh, for me, I, I have a weird memory of this every time I rewatch really it, because I think I don't like it, and I think I do, and I'm not sure. And then when I watch it, lads, I think this one's all right. I think, you know, it's it's a nice little adventure on a Saturday evening. I think that's how I describe mm-hmm. it. I think it's pretty good. Um I, I think it's really interesting how it's basically Jenny's episode more than the Doctor's, or at least the first half. Really, is uh, Jenny is the main character uh, until the Doctor comes back into the fold. But you've got a really good guest cast here. The direction is superb. I love how uh, Saul uses the camera in this era of the show. Uh, and actually, I think it's really fun. I think it's a, quite a funny episode. But what are your lads' thoughts? Um, I really like it. Um, I think it was... Probably, I don't know when was the last sort of like periodic uh episode before this one. I think snowman. probably, it, oh, yeah, it, snowman. Oh, okay, yeah. so or if you two. or if you count Cold War, but ish. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, that's would that be period? I mean, when, when we get to the point where something set in 1983 is a period piece, I think we all start to feel a bit old. Yeah, yeah. So I think even this is so. This would be before Victorian times, wouldn't it? It was eight ninety three. It is Victorian times. I mean, what you count high? It wasn't high set supposed to be set in like the nineteen seventies. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of historicals in this kind of seventy. Right. So, so if you if you count if you count in Cold War, you've got to count Hyde, I think. But I wouldn't count either of them. I would say the last one before this was the Snowman. I like the um sort of like the 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 fashion. In this one, and so the doctor decides to switch it up a little bit. Um, but obviously, you know, keeping his usual sort of attire with a bow tie, but going, you know, for the bowler hat. Um, we all know how much the 11th doctor likes his hats. Um, and uh, yeah, with uh, Clara, she's gone with this uh, little, you know, sort of Victorian piece with the headdress and that. And yeah, they, uh, you know, they, they fit in really well. Yeah, overall, I think so. I think this episode's quite nicely paced. I think it goes by a blip. Um, I think I think it's kind of an interesting story. Um, I I think you can really, they do quite well with the design. I really like like the red effect of the crimson horror itself. I know it's a big crimson, but I can't be really asked saying crimson over and over again. So um, I think that looks really nice. I think the way they all become zombies is really good. Um, some really good character work in here as well with Ada and um, Gilly Flower and there's some really good side characters as as you always do with whenever Dame Gunnerig you know is in anything she's fantastic mm, absolutely um, so yeah I think there's a there's a lot to enjoy here but what do you think John um I quite enjoy this one um I think it's a very nice little story I think it's very well told I think it's for me I think it's probably actually Gaius's best episode um. It, I'm, 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 I'm quite a fan of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't disagree with you at all on that one. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think 
the Victorian setting is used quite well. I kind of, when I was re-watching it the other night, I liked the... Um, I liked some of the kind of religious undertones to it. There was this kind of piousness to a lot of people and they were really overlaying religion, which happened quite a lot, obviously, in Victorian small communities, etc. So, you know, on top of everything, there's, there's this darker sort of undertone there, which I really... Um, which I really, you know, really came across quite well. I think Smith's great in it. I think the Paternoster Gang are great in it. You know, obviously Strax is always really watchable. Um, you know, just just great fun. And Thomas Thomas is 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 obviously hilarious. Great little win uh, joke. I've I've got a, I've always had a real soft spot for Victorian Clara, and so to get a version of Victorian Clara back was um. It was great, you know. You know, for me, Victorian Clara is the, the the missed opportunity of a companion. You know, she, it would it would have been great to have had Victorian Clara as as, as a companion. Um, I think it would be remiss of me not to talk about one of the issues that I do have with it, which is one of the issues that I have with media in general, which is when you get a disabled role that is being played by an abled actor or actress. Um, I can kind of see what they were going for here. Obviously, they wanted to get a mother and daughter playing a mother and daughter. Um, you're not going to be able to do that. You know, you're not going to be able to find a blind actress daughter with an actress mother. You know, so I could kind of see what they were going for. Rachel Sterling's blind acting isn't too bad, but there are so there's a couple of moments in this which are just fucking cringe. Um, that I mean the 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 bit where she's sort of feeling for the door and feeling for the doorknob, and it's like, no. You know what height you are. You know what height a door is. You know where a fucking doorknob's going to be. And then later in the episode, we get to the bloody face feeling. And it's like, who's written? And, you know, have you ever seen a blind person feel someone's face? Mm-hmm. No. It's, mm-hmm. it's one of those tropes that the sighted world just kind of froze out there and oh yeah it's so although you know Rachel Sterling plays it very well yeah there are a couple of moments that are really too gratingly bad to watch as a, as a visually impaired person you know you know it's it, it, it's by it's by no means the worst blind acting I've ever seen, but that there's certainly some questionable characters characterization around Ada, I think. Um, but you know that that's only a part of it, and I can see what they're going for. And that aside, I think Rachel Sterling's really good. Obviously, Diana Rigg's fantastic because she's Diana Rigg. 
um, they bounce off of each other very well. You know, you get a very good idea of the relationship between the two. And then you obviously you get the thing at the end where Ada finally actually stands up to her mother, you know, which, which is fantastic to see. You know, so yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot to love in it, and you know, series seven B isn't massively well regarded um, for sometimes very good reason. Um, I do think that this is one of the I do think this is one of the best episodes in seven B. Well, I love seven B. How very dare you? Uh, no, I understand. I understand. I mean, I, mean, I, get it. I mean, yeah, but if you were to draw the quality of episodes on a graph, you know, this, this, this comes after Journey to the Center of the TARDIS and before Nightmare in Silver. Yeah, it's not. It's you, not you so know, there, there's, there's, there's never. I don't think, and you know, feel free to correct me, listeners, but I don't think in all of Who there's been a bigger example of a rose between two thorns. Yeah. True. And like the very end of this episode ends with Artie and Farty. Oh, I was hoping not to get to mm. mention that, but yeah, well, but... It, um, it's in my notes actually. Speaking of those two, so I give them a score, which I've written in the notes. Where I thought the episode ended, and afterwards I put, "Oh, Andrew and Artie, zero out of ten. Uh, I forgot there a minute. Um, one thing I also put as well, this is just another funny thing because that's what I do in my notes. How did they not see Jenny go through that door? I know that lady caused a distraction, but the door's still open when they walk over and they can see her go through it. Like, it's so bad. Like, everyone's just like, no, it's the, it's like, it's like, it's CPUs in computer games. Like, like you know, like you should be able to see that. They can't do it. It's crazy. Uh as well, I've got uh, Matt has an awful Yorkshire accent, which I get is kind of the point of the scene, but still. Yeah, I mean, that's a bit of a trope, isn't it? For mm. You know, the New Who particularly loves to do some hilariously, awfully bad regional accents from the Doctor and Companion. Yeah, I also put yay for sepia tone, because oh. there's this weird flashback where it's half sepia tone, but not really sepia tone. It looks really weird. don't really yeah. know why they went for that visual cue there, because it didn't really work. It's really, I know obviously it's like an old mystery and it's like, a, oh, there's, there's all the clues that we have as to what's really going on in Sweetville. But it's just, it's a really weird, like, filter they've put on the footage. It doesn't really look great. Um, I like this all, like the, um, the nod to Teakin when uh, the doctor says, oh, I tried to get a Clara. good Australian back to Heathrow Airport. Oh, was it? Oh, I have no idea. Um, and then and, and um someone yeah. screams and then he, he turns to Clara and says Braveheart Clara, um yeah, yeah. so they they're, they're always you know trying to throw like little nods into the classic series somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's a really good one. I also put the Doctor likes being slapped in brackets kinky. Um, <clears throat> he literally go gets slapped and goes, "Oh, that felt good." Uh. Then, 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 two minutes, then, you know, a minute early, there's a boner joke, which is well done, Mark. Calm down. Um, and that, that was weird. Um, this was a this was a bit of a strange era for a family show, let's face it. Yeah, I also put Matt looks like me on holiday when he was all red. That, that's the level of my notes I have when reviewing the, this stuff. 
I mean, having uh, seen, having seen you on holiday, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I put uh, Clara became a WWE wrestler for a second there with the with the chair. Uh, that was I think. That that's a legitimately quite funny line. I like that. I'm like, good. Yeah, I got a chair. I thought actually that's well done and well delivered. Very also good. put as well because I know this is unpopular. I really like Eleven and Clara's chemistry. I think they work. I think the actors bounce off each other really well. I know some people disagree, but I'm a fan. I can't. I do, but I think that Twelve and Clara's chemistry knocks it out of the park. I think these two is better. Nah. I know. I think because they're my first team, so obviously I get I get the nostalgic, the feels. But I also, I also just really enjoy watching. I enjoy watching this group of episodes, though. So we are a bit, you know, a bit bit uh, you know, biased towards them, as it were. Um, I also put as well. I like the fact that Jenny takes a lead role. I know we uh, spoke about. It's supposed to speak about the Paternoster gang in general. Uh, I think they're really well used here until about the last 15 minutes where they sort of just disappear because the Doctor and Clara are back. They don't really do anything, which is kind of really frustrating. It's a really weird way it's written because they're written like they're the protagonists of the story and then they kind of get sidelined in the final third and do basically nothing. Like, considering Jenny's your main character, she basically disappears in the final act. I think they they just sort of like behind the scenes just sort of like clear up the mess that's all left behind um so like all the 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 deadly toxins and whatnot so they'll obviously dispose of that and yeah but it it it, i don't think that's well written though because jenny is your driving force in this story and then she has nothing to do with the conclusion i think ada getting revenge on mr sweet is a nice moment i think that's you know that's well earned and oh yeah she you know stabs the shit out of that thing uh, but, like, J- Jenny doesn't do anything in the final act that you see on camera. Like you say, it's implied that they've done all the background work. Considering she is literally probably yeah, the character do. with the most screen time. Well, you do see that they've taken the poison out of the rocket. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't know. I just think that they, they give her the B job. But actually, it's like... I mean, I mean, it's essentially, you know, they've essentially they've saved the day. Mm. Yeah, I just think within the episodes, I think she deserved more considering she's your main character for most of it. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't. Strax popped over the top of the chimney and, and shot at Mrs. Gillyflower and made a plunge to a death. <laughs> yeah, that's um... a weird character option. <laughs> like, why would you choose someone? Why did you choose your protagonist? I know it's a Sontar and stuff. Like, why would, you, why would you do that? It's really bizarre. It sort of feels like it's the weirdest character to do that as well. Like, Strax He's just hungry for death. He just does yeah, it for the fun of it. He hasn't interacted <laughs> with her at all. He just shoots her. It's funny. It's funny. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's funny. Look at that. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else have I got in my notes here? Um, yeah, um, uh, uh, I think no, I think she's sort of like used very little out of the three. This, this is this is Vastra's weakest episode, I think. It's, yeah, in terms she, of she does a little bit of uh, investigating, and then she reveals herself to like the the human investigating officer, makes him. That. That Pass joke that isn't that man. joke isn't funny. It wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny the third time. The, I think the the comedy's really good. In this thing, my guess mm. is actually quite a very good comedic writer. I think that's the only joke that I didn't. I just kind of went, oh, oh god. Um, 
Also, um, I, I just put I like Clara's theme. I think it's one of the stronger companion themes. I'm a big fan. Of it. Um, I also love the line, Doctor. You didn't explain what happened with Clara, and just goes up to her and goes, "No," <laughs> and then walks away. I, I, that line delivery is brilliant because it's basically yeah. Moffat going, "I don't know what the hell I'm doing." Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah. Apart from that, uh, I think yeah, I think it's just I think it's quite it's, it's quite a fun story. Kind of inconsequential, doesn't really add much to your overall story, which I think is nice for this because it didn't mean you had to do a lot of memory going into it. You could just sort of enjoy it as, as its own thing. Unfortunately, it does set up Nightmare and Silver, which thank God we're not reviewing that <laughs> at the minute because that would be a much more negative review. Like you said last week, John, it's very difficult to do reviews and episodes that are just sort of all right because you kind of sit there on the fence. It's not, this isn't brilliant, this isn't bad. Everything's just sort of quite good and all right, and it's well. Yeah, there's not a huge amount to talk about. It it just mm. it's just yeah, it does a job. It does a job. I think. Yeah, I think it's Jenny's strongest episode. Actually, I think she they didn't really capitalize on this in any way. They might have done the big finish. I don't know. I don't listen to it. Uh, but obviously, they only appear two more times. Right, this uh, name of the Doctor and Deep Breath, and that's it. Yeah, um, which is really strange because they kind of Moffat kind of set them up as like. He's kind of like gang for the era, you know, like you had like the Sarah Jane guys for the Russell era all talked with. They kind of Moffat kind of set these guys up and then never used them again for the last two years of his run, which is a, a strange thing. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's her strongest episode. I think I, I think the climax is good. I don't really understand uh, Mrs. Gilly Flower's sort of uh, motive. I think that's probably uh, she's obviously she's uh, Diana Riggs' fantastic performance, but. They do a really weak job of explaining why she even took looked after Mr. Sweet in the first place. Like she's like, Oh, I found him underneath a bridge. But it's like, why the fuck would you pick that thing up? Like, no offense. <laughs> but like I mean anyone in their same mind would look at that and think, oh, that that's that's horrible, kill it and whatever, you know. I get the I get the point is that it's not meant to be that like that big of an episode. You can sometimes just have villain to villain sake and she is that. But I'm just saying she doesn't go down as one of the stronger villains of the era, that's for sure. Because I mean, not, every, not every villain has to have a motivation, I guess. No, exactly. It's it's just it's just for fun and she's villainous enough and it's it's Diana Riggs, so you're getting a good performance. Some people, like, I mean, some people are just cunts. And that that's her. Um the, you know. But, there was a uh, moment that I liked um where obviously she's setting up for the the rocket to go off, and are, are the controls are isomorphic or something like that, so the doctor can't do anything. So with that, no, Clara she... just solves the problem by picking up a chair and just lobbing it and 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 stopping it like that, rather than the doctor using the sonic screwdriver. And I think there's a bit of a gag there, saying, "Well, you know, your sonic screwdriver can't do everything. You can't rely on it all the time." Yeah, that's a really good point. I wish somebody had made it five minutes ago. Yeah. Hi, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's time for scores on the doors, everyone. Uh, do you know what? I got two seconds. Can I do this every time? I'm, well, I'm going to get up our uh, old school. Oh, God. To, to, uh, it's just a fun thing to do. I have to go right down the middle, though, because I don't know how far down it's going to be. Right, Matt Smith is pink. Oh, I found it already. That's great. Okay. Uh, Okay, right. Uh, so for interest of everyone else, uh, actually, don't no, we'll go first, and we'll see how everyone else matches up. Uh, I mean, I'm going to ask for your score first. Um, for me, I'd say nine out of ten. 
Oh, wow. Strong. Coming with that strong score. I mean, I've, I've always preferred this episode out of Series 7B. It's probably my fourth favourite, I think. Um, but I, I like a lot of them because it's my first series. So There's only two I won't watch, which is Journey and Nightmare and Silver. I think the rest of them are like decent to to like really good. So, and I said, Jono, what about yourself? That's a seven. I'm going to, I agree with you. I'm, gonna, I'm going seven. I'm going seven. But you, so you did give it a seven last time. I gave it a six and Owen gave it an eight. So it has gone up in estimations by a couple of points. Yeah, on the watched it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now we have our reviewers' reviews. And honestly, guys, you guys have smashed it this That's week. 12. Got 12. Yeah, I've got both tweets up so we can alternate. Uh, um, I, I screenshotted them. Cool. So uh, I'll let you read one first, John, and then I will just go for a random random one. Okay, well, we'll start with our. Uh, okay, well, let's start with our. Uh, start with our American friend, uh, Ivy Hanover, uh, protagonist Ivy, who said, uh, I actually quite like it, uh, save for a couple of scenes. Little bit of cute eleven Clara, little bit of horror, little bit of camp. I you know what I don't disagree with that at all. I think I think that's nail on head stuff right there, to be honest. I think literally that's how I would describe it. A bit camp, a bit fun. Yeah. I've got eleven uh, get on to get on with, so come on, crack on. Oh you want to crack on? The, all right. Who should a I short and sweet one here from uh um Oh, I'm reading them as well. Excellent. Oh, go on. There you go. I mean, you know, might as well join in on this. Why not? Uh, this is great fun. So, uh, at Kian the Quark, uh, Kian is going to be meeting uh, Sir Derek Jacobi. Well, it's, it's nice for some, Kian. Uh, and Kian says, uh, Crimson Horror is certainly one of those stories of Series 7. Yes, I'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative review. I think that's just stating a fact. I, th- yeah. I think I think it's very much it's one of those middle reviews, isn't it? I think, uh, it, I, I think it's just stating a fact. I think he's he's maybe taking the approach of, uh... yeah, yeah. Thanks I will go. That's all right. I'll go for one of our mates on this one. I'll go for Mister Gallifrey from ninety seven, Reese. Uh, before series seven B, it was my least anticipated. It turns out to be great. Great to see the Paternoster gang in full comic force. I see Dinah Rig and daughter play mother and daughter on the big screen. A fun romp. Don't know why he said big screen. It's not the big screen, but I mean, yeah. I don't know how big, how big is his telly. Have you been, have you been around his house? His telly's a solid size, to be fair. He's got a yeah, decent, yeah, you know, so he, he could actually, you know, obviously, all those subscribers that Gallifrey Forever 97's got, he's probably got a big fuck off telly to watch Warriors of the Deep. <laughs> that is true. That is true. He does love Warriors of the Deep as well. He does love that one. Right. Yeah. Are you next? Do you want to go next, John? We're back to me. Okay. We're back uh, to you, mate. Another friend of the show, Richard, uh, Ricky Orr. Um, bit of camp, different, fun for who? Love the various different filming styles used. The nods to the past, Diana Rigg and Rachel Sterling absolutely give their all. Also, the Paternoster gang. Love those three and need them back on screen at some point. It's, it's it's never not positive with Richard, and that's why we love him. Change positivity mm. from Richard there. That's why we love Richard because he's always positive. 
never seen him be negative before. So yeah. that's why we love Richard. All right, Owen, it's back to you, mate, in, in this weird little triangle. Um, we've got um, Oshan Thomas. Am I, am well done. Yeah, yeah you, got, you, got it, you got it right. Yeah, that's Oshan. I think mean, you've met him. You've yes, met him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Oshan for a second there. So he says, I need to rewatch, but what a strange episode. It does some questionable things and isn't the worst story of Smith's era, but is by far not one of his best. Smith in this feels a little bit overboard. Wasn't I seeing Victorian gang back? Yeah. Yeah, I think. He does follow that up with a follow up, doesn't he? Oh, also, even though the next episode isn't great. It sets up an interesting story with the kids finding out about Clara. I always forget that's tagged on at the end of this. Mm. I always forget that's tagged on at the end, and it is. Um, all right, I will, who should I go with next? I will go with uh, Andrew Cruno. Uh, Cruno, I'm going to go with that. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Brilliant. Almost Douglas Adamsy. That idea of people being in, in bell bars and that fake factory where it's just sound effects. Tyler Rigg is spot on seeing the show, but not dominating. And Gattis and co. get that really Victorian horror film. This is one of my faves. And I think there might be a follow-up. I know Strax isn't everyone's cup of tea, but I find him hilarious. This is one of those daft Thomas Thomas, but isn't, which is very stupid and it makes me laugh anyway. Fair enough, mate. Do you know what? We're all about that. We're all about that. You know, if it can make you laugh, you know, that's what it's, it's all fun. about. Bit of fun. Uh, similar vein. Uh, Kevin Scribble script. Uh, can't help myself. I absolutely adore it. Diana Rigg and Rachel Sterling give incredible guest performances, and it's gay and camp. There's very valid criticisms, but it hits my aesthetics and sensitivities all too well. Sensibilities all too well. There you go. Uh, Owen, have you gone on to the other tweet to find the other reviews? or do you... I've got any... them screenshotted here if you need them. Uh, I've, I've got them all. I'm seeing if um, Owen's got any. So we've got um, at Ezra Who. Yeah, that's that not the red up. No, no, you're all good. Uh, so yeah, at Ezra Who, uh, Darren, um, it's a fun story. It has wonderful, cheesy, classic Hammer Horror uh, esque feel to it. Uh, but done just right uh diana rig is wonderful in it the right level of classic old school who villain uh tinged to the acting uh plus their strax what's not to love lots of strax love in these reviews that's I'm, a I'm really feeling. good point to make actually around the hammer horror vibes mm, to it indeed, yeah. that something that is very accurate yeah never that's thought of it as like hammer horror vibe to it. it's really clever the, yeah. uh, this this next one is from Martin at Tom Martin. Love it. One of my favourites of the Eleventh Doctor era. There you go. There's lots of love for this in the in, yeah, the, in the in the replies. Under resoundingly love. Okay. Uh, KB digital artwork at KB underscore artwork. It's a camp bit of fun that I seriously overhated. So that's oh. something that uh, didn't like it, and that us. Amazing. Mm. I'm trying to think, is that everyone or am I? Uh, there might be a couple more. I'm, I'm just scanning through. Um, there's a couple. Well, there's there's one <laughs> who responded literally with women, and then a letter C. Um, don't know if they enjoyed yeah. it. Didn't enjoy it. I don't know if they liked. Maybe it. Maybe just enjoyed it for the women. I mean, I'm um... gonna say, 
I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they liked it because uh, you, uh, you know women. It's women who you know, and, and like that, she could be a typo for an ex. I've I found one more by the yeah, way. It could be they like women, and and the the last one's from uh, Andrew Lawson. If you want to read yeah, that. Uh, I, 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 yeah, so Andrew Lawson, who said, I thought it was an unexpected delight, camp fun. And he put one of the quotes, which is horse, you have failed in your mission. Diana Rigg and Rachel Sterling, uh, a, a Tegan joke, season seven, a bit too dour for me in places. And it was like Gatter took us back to the fun of the tenant years for a week only. There you go. I mean, I have, I have to step in there and say series seven. Sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not normally that anal about one. These. One of those, John. But, but, one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm not normally that anal about these things. But season seven is, in my view, the gold standard and the epoch in all of Doctor Who. Um, it's got two, it's got two bangers. This, this would look rather out of place if it was in season seven. It's got two bangers. One I don't like, and one I've not seen. So there you go. So it's wrong. wrong. Yeah, we. I am right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, are we ready to find out what we uh, are going to be reviewing uh, in two weeks' time? By the way, as well, I just want to say thank you for the amount of listener reviews. That is by far the most we've ever had. We broke the record of four the other week, and you know this week we had at least ten. Yeah. I mean, giving so, people uh, giving people three days to do it rather than four hours uh, yeah. seems to have um, it paid seems, off. It seems to have uh, yeah. I mean, who'd have thunk it? Giving people more time would mean more people respond. I see my brain doesn't work like that, John. Um, Right, let's get on to the randomizer. You should be able to share screen as well. I can, mate. Yeah. So it did. This is not our episode, by the way. This it always pops That's up with one. Uh, so yeah, every Doctor from the classic series is in play here, even the movie. So it could literally oh, be anything. So we're not going. We're not going to. We've done that. Out, so, so we're not going to cancel out Patty T because we did Patty T last time. Oh yeah, good point. Thank you very much, John. You reminded me. It's not time for it. We've already done it. We're not doing it again. <laughs> Peter Grimway, according to uh... the mark of the Rani. Oh, oh no, could be, worse. could be worse. Yeah, but, yeah, but I've heard that's not a good one. I mean, we've gone from. I mean, it's it's a nice comparison actually, because you know it's another historical. Mm. It's 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 another historical with a female antagonist. Oh, there you go, guys, and it's on the box set. We yeah. are. And it, it's are, one, are you getting one one you the Rani? No, no he, I... he's he's not seen that. Okay. No, I just I I've not seen either of them. I've just heard that both of them are not great. Well, Mark I, I, like, Ronnie, I like both Mark of them. Mark of the Ronnie's Mark of the Ronnie's good fun. Uh Time and the Ronnie's um it exists. I, I never appreciated um Mark of the Ronnie until you know, re watching it when the season twenty two box set come out. So yeah, my, my opinion on it had uh, changed, but we'll find out about that on the next episode yeah indeed literally uh and it's that time of the show again guys where i say uh thank you very much for joining us obviously i was joined wonderfully by by john how is blue sky is that what it's called is it blue sky yeah how is it anything you want to tell us about the eliteness of blue sky it's very good it's very elite um i i i have had to block a creepy troll on there but they were a creepy troll on Twitter as well so you know but, uh, but yeah, it's very good. And obviously, the more codes that we're getting, the more people we're getting on there, and the more elite we're making it. So I was able to, uh, I was able to get friend Elijah on there the other day. There we go. Uh, Owen, it's that time. I hope you've revised because I always ask you this question and you always get surprised by it. One thing from the shop that you'd like to recommend this week is, um, 
we've got the David Whitaker book, uh, which is up for pre-order. It's selling fast. We've got a signing coming up on the 11th of November with the wonderful Simon Guria. Um, if you've never met him in person, then come along and meet him because, yeah, you'll find out how lovely he is. Um, what do you do? I'm in Brest. Hmm? Yeah, I, I've, I met him in Galley. Well, Galley, not in Galley. I wasn't in Gallifrey. Well, I was at Galley one. He did a lovely signature for me, which I can't mention on the show. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. Good lad. Uh, that's all I'll say. And guys, I would say join us next week, but I don't know if there'll be a show next week, but there certainly will be the week after. I don't know if we're going to do three weeks on, one week off, that sort of thing. Uh, just because at the minute there's no new Doctor Who and you guys basically only want Doctor Who podcasts. But there will be weekly reviews of Loki coming out when that series drops technically today so there'll be a, another video on the channel for you later on this afternoon so if there's so no podcast next week... be, uh, you're not supposed to be advertising or plugging that because it's meant to be a low-key video Ooh, i like that i thought you were gonna i thought for a second there was going to be like i didn't know if the strikes are over but they are aren't they so i can i don't work for them anyway so i wouldn't get in trouble but i did like that joke i met we, we met loki in uh we What's did. That? We were talking about horniness. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we, God, yeah, yeah, we, we, we talked about, yeah, we talked about sexual things with a Loki, like somebody employed to play Loki. And now let's never mention that again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for so much for listening. Make sure to check out this podcast down below. Check us all out on social medias. You all know them by now, but I want to very quickly. John Boy Cook, Dr. Disco 63. Underscore. Um, is it underscore? It's John Boy underscore Cook. Fuck. Fuck. I wanted to see. At least Jodie Whittaker knew. Um, yeah, she knew. Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> one thousand seven hundred twenty-six people on Twitter now. Yeah. And they yeah, can't be totally wrong. Exactly. There's um, an Elvis album that sounds just like that. Um, but what is it? Elvis wasn't aware of my Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I mean, for a start, Twitter wasn't aware of I was three months old when he browned it. <laughs> no, but there was there was that uh, Elvis <laughs> album. I think it was like um, so, so many thousands of Elvis fans can't be wrong or something like oh, that. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. How have we got here then? Well, thank you very much, everybody. Follow John Cook on Twitter. <laughs> right lads thank you guys all very much for joining us we'll see you in a couple of weeks take care bye bye good night god bless Dan F. Nightmares do sleep well thank you very much everybody thank you for listening to the Timeless Podcast Alex Kingdom has left the building <laughs>